Welcome to Zebra's Popcast, short, inspiring, and informational segments pulled from our weekly furniture refinishing podcast, Zebra's Before and After. Today's Popcast features a clip from Season 2, Episode 13. We spoke with Jen of Perfectly Imperfect Furniture on taking great photos of your furniture refinished pieces. Enjoy. Jen, you are known not only for your beautiful furniture finishing, but also your incredible shots of your pieces with an emphasis on close-ups. We want to learn more from you and hear some tips on how you do it so effectively. So let's start foundationally. And I know a lot of folks are going to want to know this. So what type of camera are you using to take your photos? Um, so I have a Canon. It's a 6 Canon 60D, like dog. Um, uh-huh. And then I have a few different lenses that I use. It's an old camera. My husband bought it for me, gosh, when my, my kids were still babies. So, I mean, it's over, it's over 10 years old for sure, but I, it's my, one of my prized possessions. I love it so much. Now, do you use light or do you use natural lighting primarily? Primarily natural lighting. I did buy, um, I did buy some a lighting kit and I hated it. I it, it was way too artificial for me. So I as whenever I can, um, I try to just use natural light. Mm. Now, did did you start out taking regular full image shots, uh, or have you always taken close ups? I've always done both. So with furniture, you know, obviously you need to take the full image shot, shot, especially if you're going to be selling it because customers Mm -hmm. need to see the entire piece. But I always, um, from the very beginning, even like when I first started this, I was only using my phone to take pictures and I, people still get amazing pictures from their phones. I, Mm -hmm. I, I'm blown, blown away by the quality of that. I've just never been good at that. But when I, started using my camera, I've always, so I guess what I was saying is even when I used my phone, I would always take a full image shot and then a few close-ups because I felt like it just gave something a little extra. Um, Not only was it beautiful to look at, but then potential clients could see like, oh, you know, I like here's something in this close-up shot that I noticed that I didn't see from far away. And I think when you spend so much time on the little details of your piece, like let's say it does have beautifully refinished wood or a really cool knob or some, you know, nice crackling or chipping or distressing. Like when you can see that close up, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, that's, it makes the piece even more attractive. Yeah. You, you take a lot of, um, I guess you could say top down or low to the ground, looking up at the piece or just corner, you know, Mm -hmm. corner shots. Are you looking at it through the camera or do you see it with your eye first? What's your process that you go through when you're doing that? It's usually like, I'm usually seeing it through the camera. So Mm -hmm. even though I know that like, I want to get this angle or I want to get a close-up of this spot. Once I put that camera up to my eye, then I adjust my, um, where I'm at to get the exact Mm -hmm. right shot. And it's, it takes a lot. And it honestly, it's like little movements here and there. It's like one little lean this way or one step back this way. And it, but it makes a huge difference. So you're getting a lot of shots. I mean, when it's all said and done, you have quite a few to choose from. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, and I'm not lying when I say this, 
each piece probably has uh, at least 100 shots. Are there any hard and fast rules to apply for taking close-ups? And, and I say that's sort of like when you take photos of people, you know, you don't crop them at their joints like elbows. Is there anything mm-hmm. like that that you think about when you do close-ups? I think when it comes to furniture, you know, because close-ups, like you said, for people or for flowers or what, whatever the close-up might be, there's different rules. But I think for furniture, I like to get like several elements in one close-up. So let's say I do really want to highlight that the wood grain on the top of the piece. I don't want the close-up to be just of the wood grain. I want you mm-hmm. to be able to see a little bit of, you know, the, the paint color or maybe part of the knob. Or like if I have a plant next to it, you can see some of the leaves of the plant in it. So you're not... The, the main focus is going to be that wood grain, but it's not all you're looking at so that mm-hmm. there's other elements and other depth of the, the picture, even though those mm-hmm. other elements are going to be a little bit more blurred out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's one. And then also, you know, finding an angle of the of the piece that's, you know, that's visually a- appealing or something that's interesting about it. Um, I think I had like a I'm actually looking at this piece right now in my son's room. It's like a mid-century modern dresser where all the drawers are just completely flat and plain, but then the legs are cool, like lots of MCM pieces are. So getting, you know, some part of the leg with part of the drawer makes it much more interesting than if I were just to get that flat drawer. So just Mm -hmm. finding the right angle of the piece to get that close up. Got to ask you this, any photo editing that you do? Um, yeah, so I use, once I get my pictures uploaded onto my computer, I have, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, I have Photoshop, but I have no idea how to use it other than how to get my logo on the picture. So that's the only reason why I have Photoshop right now. It's just, I'm not a, I'm not a tech I'm not like a tech savvy person as much as I love photography. I don't love the tech technical side of it. So I uploaded it to my computer. I get it in Photoshop and get my logo on it. And then from there, um, once I have it on my phone, I do use, I, there's two different programs that I use. Sometimes um, Lightroom is one mm-hmm. and then Snapseed is the other one. Lightroom yeah. I like because it it will straighten the picture really nicely for me. Um, if you ever want to use a preset on your picture, which I never do on my furniture because it distorts the color too much. But like if you're ever just taking a picture of your home or your kids or something like that, it has nice presets that you can use mm-hmm. or you can get presets that are easy to use Lightroom. Um, but then Snapseed I love because it has some really good elements for brightening the picture. So yeah. even if it was kind of dark in my, or, you know, if I wasn't getting as much natural light as I wanted, I can use that app to brighten the picture up. Uh, some good, good options there. Um, how about others' opinions? Uh, so you've got, what, 100 photos that you're sorting through. Um, do you ever throw those out to some friends and say, which ones do you like? Or your husband and kids, they get involved in the decision process of what you're going to post? Oh, my gosh, all the time. And it's funny because, like, <laughs> my husband or kids will be like, 
mom, they all look exactly the same. And I'm like, no, they don't, they don't, you know, they, they literally, you know, they think that of those hundred pictures, they all look exactly the same. And to me, to a lot of people, I'm sure they do. But to me and my eye, I could see like just little minute things that make this picture just a little bit better than this one. So I usually I don't ask their opinion um, until I have it narrowed down to like two or three. And then I'll say like, you know, I'll flip back and forth. It reminds me of like going to the eye doctor, like which, which one is more clear a or B mm -hmm. a or B. And so I'm like <laughs> scrolling back and forth. Like, do you like this one or this one, this one or this one? And my family has gotten really good about it before. They used to just be like, mom, they look exactly the same. But I think now that my daughter is older, she's 13, like she, and she loves her, you know, social media stuff and her and her own Instagram. And she likes, you know, taking pictures and posting pictures. So she's kind of like, yeah, I, I like this one better because I like how you can see the, I like how you can see the plant or I like how this is part is blurred out. So I think they've gotten better about being more helpful for me. I like what you said earlier too, about really kind of framing a piece. If you're wanting to focus in on maybe the wood grain, Mm -hmm. there's elements that you include in that photograph that don't necessarily, well, they don't become the, the primary focal point, but they help draw you to the focal point. I suppose that's the art in it of knowing what kind of a close-up shot you need to take. Yeah, for sure. And that's what, that's what is going to make your close-up more interesting is the other elements around it. So even though like you know, I don't know, there might, like I said, there might be a plant or a blanket or a pillow or something, even though that is like blurred out in the photo, just having that element there just creates a little bit more like depth and, and interest. And like you said, kind of draws you because it is kind of like, you know, blurred or not focal. That's what draws you to the focal point of the picture. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, that's what makes it stand out. And I think on Instagram, especially, you know, people always talk about um, a picture being a scroll stopper. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes with these close-ups, like that's what, that's what you're kind of going for. You want someone to like, look at that picture and just kind of be like, Whoa, you know, I, I have yeah. to stop on this. Well, and for those of you who are using uh, phones, smartphones, I know, for example, the iPhone has uh, the portrait mode that you can choose. And so I would imagine that would be a good option if you don't have, you know, a regular camera or a digital camera, you can pull that up. And I'm sure a lot of people use that particular mode for some of these close-ups because it, what it does do is it allows you to to focus in on the, uh, the, the focal point and then you get sort of a blurred effect on on anything in the surrounding area so that it doesn't become the focal point. It doesn't take away from the focal point. And then some of these apps uh, also allow you to blur the areas that you don't want to be sharp. So there's some options there for you. What about lighting? Uh, you said you, probably, you prefer natural lighting. Do you find that it's more difficult uh, when you're doing close-ups to get to, is the lighting a big factor in the close-ups? Is that more of a challenge? Actually, it's the opposite. The lighting is more of a challenge when I'm trying to get the full piece because when you're mm -hmm. doing the close-ups, you're kind of you're moving around more, and you can you if the lighting isn't just right at this angle, you can step on this side. When you're getting the full shot, you're kind of limited to you know if I want this to be straight on, I have to stay right here. So you're kind of you know whatever the light is, it is. But with the close-ups. Mm -hmm try this angle. Uh, the lighting isn't great here. Let me go on the side and try this angle. And 
the lighting is better. So that, that yeah. part of it actually is easier. And that's the same with the phone too. Um, like you were saying with the phone, it's just, it's, it doesn't matter what you are using to take pictures. I think there's the other factors that are just as important, like, you know, like the lighting, like the angles, things mm -hmm. like that. Well, Jen, this has been so helpful. I think a lot of folks are going to be encouraged to at least give it a go to see what they can come up with. The cool thing about close-ups is that they are not only artful and enjoyable, but they really showcase the art of refinishing, as you've just mentioned, the wood grains, the distressed elements, the colors used, contrasting elements, and more. And it's really all about taking the skill to the next level in both refinishing and photography. So thanks so much, Jen, and thanks for being our May 2020 featured artist. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Zebra's Popcast. Listening friends, a quick announcement that we are eager to share. It's time for our fall zebra furniture flip contest hosted by our guest today on the podcast, Jen Talley. Start looking for your ugly duckling pieces and make sure when you post and share them that you use the hashtag zebra furniture flip and tag zebra painting and perfectly imperfect furniture are yes. We'll talk to Jen on Wednesday to discuss more details. In the meantime, you can learn more by checking out our post on the Furniture Flip on our IG accounts. Also, this Wednesday's Zebra 4 and After podcast, we'll hear from the winners of the September Zebra Review, discuss their winning pieces, and they discuss the common challenges beginners face. Until next time, happy refinishing.